Welcome to Bringing It Home, where it is God's Word. Our purpose in this ministry is to share practical parenting insights from a biblical perspective and to encourage parents to use the Bible as a reference guide in their parenting. Thank you for joining us. I pray that you had a wonderful Easter with your family. I also pray that you took the opportunity to worship together. And if you're unable to do that, like my family was not, I pray that you'll make the most of the upcoming week to worship together and spend time together. Last week at Easter, Pastor Justin shared a lot of wisdom in his Easter message. And there was something that struck me as a parent. He was talking about Jesus visiting his disciples after his resurrection. And he noted two accounts, one without Thomas, one with Thomas. But he talked about how the recollections of the events each started with the disciples being locked in a room. And Pastor Justin called to our attention to this point and talked about how we're constantly in a cycle with Jesus where we unlock the door, figuratively, literally, to our heart, and we let him in. And then we spend time with him, and then he leaves, or we think he leaves, and we lock the door again, only to repeat that process over and over and over again. And the truth is that Jesus doesn't need us to unlock the door to our heart or to the room. He can just be there like he was with his disciples. Yet he comes to us over and over again, knowing that we've locked the door. And Jesus could have come to his disciples once and said, Look, I live, now go. But he comes back again and again. Why? I think it was to make sure that the point stuck with his disciples, so that they learned that lesson beyond any doubt, and to alleviate any uncertainty around the point. Because only then could they go out and carry on their ministry the way they needed to do. And it occurred to me why Pastor Justin was sharing this, how Jesus is modeling for me and for us how to teach any lesson, and more specifically, how to parent my children. Perhaps you're like me. I can't count the number of times an issue has come up with one of my kids, and my wife and I might be talking, and I'll say, I talked to them about that. Well, that might be an accurate statement that, yes, I talked to them one time about it. But the fact that I talked to them about something does not mean that they've learned the lesson. And if I were to follow Jesus' example with his disciples, I should not only just have those discussions once, I should revisit them as often as it's needed for them to either understand or to apply the lesson. And as my kids get older, your kids will get older too, the complexity of their issues increase. And so actually, my expectation that they understand the lesson in one discussion is silly, and it, only more so as they get older. It's kind of like the first time you learned algebra, right? A teacher didn't sit down one time, explain the concept, and you go, oh, I get that, and never revisit it. No, the iterative process of going through and doing problems and asking questions and trial and error and coming back to it. And that's what we need to do. That's what Jesus modeled for us. So what can we do as a parent for this and, and to having these discussions and to follow his lead? I have four steps that I try to follow. I can't say I'm perfect at it, but I try to follow. And the first step 
is often the hardest and the one I avoid the most, and that is actually having the discussion. So step one is to actually talk to my kids when there is an issue, when I either it's brought to my attention or I notice the issue. Um, you know, sometimes I can play denial and pretend there's not an issue when in my heart I really truly know there is, but to have that conversation with them. That's the first step, most important step, sometimes the hardest step. And then the second step is to discuss resolutions, do pros and cons lists, or talk to them about what their options are, and listen to them and let them think through the problem. Third step is to have them share, at the end of all this, in their own words, what they're going to do or what they're going to change or how they're going to behave differently, and when should we see that change. Right? I'm going to clean my room. It's going to be clean by the end of the weekend. And I'm going to start doing these actions to keep it clean if it's something simple. Obviously, that's a simple example. But what are we going to do? What action or what change are we going to have and by when? And then the fourth step is to actually schedule a time to revisit, to follow up. Hey, let's talk again in a month. Let's see how this is going. And a month from now, we'll reevaluate and see how we're doing on this. Or if it's a discussion, hey, I'll follow back up. You said you're going to do that on Tuesday. Let's talk on Thursday just to see how it went and if you're able to do those things. I think it's really important for us to follow his lead and to realize that it takes more than one discussion to help our kids. I pray that you have the patience to do that and that you take the opportunities to not only talk to your kids, but to help them think through their resolutions and have a plan for them and revisit it often. I hope you have a wonderful week. 